0: Hello and welcome to Garage Lore. I'm your host, Tim Downing, and with me is my co host, Jeff Austria.
1: Hey, welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. Episode four, Tim. Yep. We're practically veterans. Yes.
0: I mean right? we already used this bit last time.
1: Yeah, yeah. Rush last Hour time. 4, Shrek Forever After, and Garage Lore 4. So we're we're garage part of forlore. a Garage for Lore. Garage for Lore, yes. We're forlorn about oh, no. garages. Oh um, <laughs> how you been, Tim? What have you been up to? Uh
0: mostly just finishing some stuff, uh, playing some games, that kind of thing.
1: hmm mm-hmm. Go on. Give give the people what they want to hear. They want to know what you've been up to.
0: Uh, So I started Deathloop, but I'm not too far to really have much to say about it. So I watched I played, you play a bit of that, yeah. Yeah, I played a little bit of it, but not too much to fully grasp what that thing is beyond just go and find some dudes to kill them, and then if you die, reset. That kind of thing.
1: Are you enjoying it um, at least?
0: Yeah yeah but that's still like still early early days for that i guess Mm
1: -hmm. to really
0: have a full understanding of it really
1: okay okay
0: but other than that um i finished some things
1: go on mentioned
0: um i mentioned last week that i had been playing mist and the forgotten city and i finished both of those
1: nice nice how did you enjoy *Mist*?
0: Uh, I liked it. Um, there was definitely more story at the end than I expect. Than there was really in the playthrough, I guess. Either that, or I was just completely missing it, <laughs> which I don't think there there was. It's not like a heavy story game, so. Um, I guess just seeing the, the sp- premise of the game and why you're doing what you're doing is kind of interesting um because what you're doing is you're basically you basically appear on this island and what you find in this there's like the central library that has these two books and well it has more than two but there's these two separate books and one has one guy trapped in it and then the other book has another guy trapped in it and so you're just trying to find pages to finish the book so that you can uh, see a video play out for the guy, for each of the books from each of the guys. Uh huh. It turns out that's uh. Those are the bad endings if you do that. Uh oh. Yeah. So I actually completed it and got all all possible endings for that game, as far as I could tell. Is it difficult uh, to go back and get an ending that you didn't get? No, I just reloaded a save one and finished it it took like maybe an extra minute or two okay
1: Okay. because
0: basically at the end it's like they're like hey you've got one last puzzle to finish the job before retirement and then uh you get the you complete the puzzle and it's basically giving you the option because it's like once you finish the puzzle there's like the two different two remaining pages and a, a separate book a third book, which that's one of the other op one of the other uh game endings so okay. you can either finish the red book the blue book or go or check out that middle book that you hadn't seen before so that's basically all the options right there laid out in front of you
1: thumbs up or thumbs down for your uh missed experience then
0: uh I liked it okay, it okay. definitely would uh I would check out the... I, I kind of want to check out the other ones, but... Like How many sequels, other ones are I there? I don't know if... I don't know. There's definitely a few sequels. Okay. But I don't know if if there's, like, a modern version of them or easily playable right now on modern PCs because those are games from the mid-'90s, so... Okay. That's kind of tough. Um, If they... I would hope they have more story or the story is more prevalent... Because it was like I said, it wasn't really much there until the very end. So,
1: and uh, how did you feel about Forgotten City then? And before we dive into that, yes, spoilers because Forgotten City is a more a more recent, it's a very uh, game. recent game. Yes. Yeah. So spoilers if you're playing through that. But yeah, go ahead. I'd, I'd be interested to know, like, what did you what, what's going on in this game? Because I just I saw you play a bit of it, and then you know bad stuff like someone shot someone, and then it's like okay, you goofed. Do it over. Like, what's what's going on in this did game? It,
0: I don't remember if I if if I was streaming it at the time. But did you see some assassin guy with a bow shoot at me? Yes. Okay. So there was that. Um, so anyway, there was in that game. You're kind of solving. Um, it's not puzzles, but it's like you've got. I think it was twenty people in this in this city. Or small little uh, community or whatever. You said 20? 20, yeah. Okay. And they're not all... They don't all have their own individual uh, quests or whatever, but they're... Because there's some that are overlapping and whatnot. But you're basically trying to solve problems for these various people. And it's just... Some of it is like there's this woman who's dying, so you can go save her. And the way to save her is you have to go get some medicine from this merchant who's upcharging so you could either give the guy money if you happen to have money or you could steal the thing but i think i mentioned in the previous or the previous podcast episode that committing a crime in this game is is bad cuz then it basically just ends your run yes so you could steal it which if your run ends uh all items carry over to the next run so you could steal it in one run lose you'll be killed by these sentinels that will attack you and then you'll start anew with this medicine in your hand so you can just give it to them so it's it's doing a lot of that kind of stuff
1: like you can have a bad run quote unquote bad run where you you know it has to start over but the stuff that you got you're holding on to it for the next yeah okay yeah
0: yeah so there's a there's another situation where it's like um there's as i said there's that assassin who has a bow if you find a way to to kill him which there is a way um you can get that bow and then carry it over from run to run um and then there's also another uh so this game uses makes use of uh got like um roman gods so there's uh they mention this god Diana who's a uh, some goddess of hunt or something I don't remember exactly um but she has a golden bow so and you could acquire that which it basically gives you the Midas touch in a way where you can turn things to gold <laughs> so <laughs> there's some fun like platforming things you could do with that as well as just um Turn various objects into gold. So, um, so,
1: what is the what is the spoiler filled? Because it seemed like there was a mystery to unsolve. Yes,
0: what? yeah. So, it turns out you are actually in the underworld. Uh oh. Yeah, and um, so you're the Ro- you're playing in this Roman city, and what had happened was there's this the because you're in this underworld you're dealing with pluto who's the the god of the underworld but also there are several ancient civilizations that had a similar figure like the greeks who had hades and then the egyptians who had um what's his name blanking on it osiris i guess i don't know if it was osiris or if it was yeah i'm not sure um and then there was another one for for Sumerian. So they're like, "Hey, we tried this thing." This guy, this god, was like, "He was known by different names. All these different civilizations. He tried it on all these different people, and they just kept failing." So, <laughs> so he just kept trying it. And uh, the setup is that he, this guy is actually an alien. The guy you're playing? No, no, no. The 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 god. Oh, okay. <laughs> so he's like hey i'm i'm told that if i if these people succeed and actually going through i think it was like, i forget the time period but they're like hey if we succeed and not committing any crimes or whatever or breaking the golden rule rule as they called it mm-hmm. um they can ascend to elysium which is like their basic like their i guess their planet or whatever the whole thing is at the end um that's none of that is like shown or anything like that um and so it's so it's interesting because um the golden rule can be broken or what you think is broken but it's not actually broken because there's some very specific wording in how it works and that it's i think he said do unto others what you would do to yourself or something like that or don't do unto others i forgot exactly the wording but um yeah so so as i mentioned there's this um for example there's that medicine thing um who's be who's that is being sold by a merchant who's price gouging so you would think that itself would be breaking the golden rule because that was a, a prompt you can run through in the dialogue and they're like, Nope, that's you're not actually hurting anyone because you're not directly hurting them. And then there's also a suicide where the same same thing where you're like this person kills themselves, but it doesn't break the rules. So there's this mystery of trying to figure out, wait, why does this not break it? So there's like a mystery too.
1: of like what can we get away with in this run? Yeah. Or in this so
0: moment? well that's like what happens with these other these characters are are clearly committing, you know, things that a society, this utopian society, would consider bad, but it's not breaking it. So like, this, uh, this alien god figure is just like, nope, that's fine. It's like, <laughs> so, so that by so like the ending is like you're talking to this guy trying to figure out, wait, what do, why is this okay but not this? And it's like okay. Oh, uh, it's it's an interesting game because there's there's a lot more depth there in this one small area as well as just trying to figure out how to navigate um, the various problems and solutions and stuff. So,
1: So like, uh, I don't think I'm going to play Forgotten City anytime soon. I've got other stuff I want to go through. So what was the res- – like, does the loop end? Do you get to Elysium? Is that is that the end game here?
0: Uh No. So the end is um, the guy just – um, one of the endings was like, I basically uh, confront the guy, as I said. And then he's just like, all right, I, I guess I'll end this golden rule and then leave. And everyone that was dead in this underworld is now brought back to life. So they are brought back to modern times. And Wait. so one of, the, one of the endings is, another a separate ending is, you can escape this cave with all the people. Oh. or alternatively the good ending, the official good ending or whatever is you know confronting the guy to end the rule to prevent it from further people going in
1: when you say they go to modern times is there like a scene where you see like skyscrapers and stuff or is that just is it just implied that they they go to modern times Uh,
0: so the the way it ends is it basically puts everyone in this museum where you get to see this see all the various um you have all these different displays of like some of the objects that you would find in that in that city, and then all the people are dressed in modern clothes and they're like, "Hey, this is what I'm doing now." It, it's like, and they're fully well aware that they're that they are basically resurrected or whatever. Oh, and so, like one guy's like, one guy's like, "I used to be a farmer, but I'm still a farmer, but now I own a winery or whatever." And one guy's like the merchant. He's like, "Hey, that that thing about being a merchant, it that's." that's small money. I'm going to I'm working in uh Wall Street now.
1: Oh wow, okay.
0: <laughs> and so one of your responses is like so one of his questions to you is like, "Do you know any of any good uh stocks I could invest in?" cuz they cuz he thinks you're a uh, an oracle yes. since you're the one who predicted all this. Yeah, tell him about GameStop, so, right? So you tell him about all the options are like basically bad options of like, "Hey, you should invest in uh DVD rentals." <laughs> oh no. And he's like, <laughs> "All right." That's so you give them bad stock advice and stuff like that. So there's so a lot of it's it's pretty funny.
1: Forgotten City, thumbs up.
0: Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, it's it's, it's well written and a lot of um, they they handle the whole uh, time loop thing really well, especially like um, I think in our previous episode when we were talking when we were talking about uh, 12 minutes. Yeah. One of the problems is you're having to. If you want to replay a specific, if you, because you're replaying the same day over and over, in that game, twelve minutes, um, mm-hmm. you have to go through the same uh, tasks over and over. But in this, like, they shortcut a lot of it. Like, for instance, you can keep the items, but also when you uh, reappear, you basically talk to this guy and tell him, hey, can you go do this? Can you do all these things that I, you normally would have done? Like, go save this guy from being killed or prevent this guy from killing himself or go give this medicine to this woman. So it's like it, it shortcuts a lot of things, which is nice. So
1: Very nice. I'll have to look up more gameplay of that because I did, I did think it was fascinating what I saw of what you played of it. I think you also finished some C- TV shows you wanted to talk about, too.
0: Yeah, um, it's yeah. The only reason I bring this up is because, like, I just I don't know. It's been a bit since I've had like where I completed like several different things in a single week, which is yeah. Odd. It was just weird timing. Um, Let's hear about it, man. So, I started watching the show Lucifer uh, like two years ago, I think. Okay. For um, those not aware of it, it's. It originally aired on Fox, I want to say, and it's based. And then, like, three seasons in, they, I think they canceled the show, and then Netflix picked it up for the fourth, fifth, and sixth season. Um, but it's basically a a police procedural, or at least the first. It starts off that way, but the the gimmick, I guess, is that um the there is this uh, consultant who is. Lucifer Morningstar, the the devil. He basically decided, I'm done ruling hell. I'm gonna go live on Earth. And then through some a series of events, he he decided to start helping the police with murders and whatnot. So
1: is uh I believe it's Idris Elba in that series. Am I getting his name right?
0: No, that's not it. No, he's not it.
1: Oh, okay. You might be thinking of something else. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm thinking of Luther oh yeah okay yeah, l you show. i goofed
0: <laughs> yeah it's it's it was interesting because it was like it started off as like a police procedural with this sort of supernatural element that also had a little bit of a like st- like character progression through lucifer who's like actually i don't want to do all that i do not want to be you know this hell ruling satan guy so i'm and so it goes through like therapy And so there's character development for him and
1: stuff so So is he a good guy then lucifer
0: yeah yeah i would say okay how many seasons do they have of this uh six okay okay so they just they just put out the sixth season like uh like a week or two ago and i just watched it all pretty much over a weekend
1: was the sixth season the series finale yeah oh so it's just it's it's over now it's huh?
0: like yeah it's i i finished the show so but yeah it was interesting because he like another thing is like he mentioned that he cannot lie and, lucifer can like a lie yeah in like a liar liar sort of way where he just where people would treat him that way where he's like wait we know you can't lie so we're gonna try to play with that a little bit for, on occasion so that's So he has, like, a number of different character traits that people play with, but knowing who he is, like, because he just comes out and just says that he's the devil. Like, it's... Do people people believe him? Because I've not seen this series. Some people, like, you know, take it as a joke or whatever, or one person's, like, you know, thought he was method acting or something, so... There's a lot of fun little uh, jokes here and there like that. Um, Yeah, I thought it was a i enjoyed it like it it definitely got better as the show went on um this is on netflix a little yeah okay it's a little bit uh it's a little campy and corny at times because it's definitely like it has that um like network television style humor at first and that's still carried over at once it transferred to netflix but i think overall it was a good show
1: okay how did well spoilers how does it end
0: Uh, so, the fifth season, um, the whole story arc for that was that his brother Michael, who looks just like him, but with, like, a big scar on his face, so, but other than that, like, he looks exactly like him, was basically trying to get other people to betray Lucifer, because, uh, God had been absent, and so they're like michael's trying to take over wants to take the throne of god or whatever so so basically there's this whole angel war against the just like this angel war and then eventually lucifer becomes god so oh that's how it ends (laughs) yeah that's
1: and that's that that's the final episode of season six then he becomes god yep interesting oh i
0: should i should also mention that this is um this character i guess the character in like the the setup for this is also sort of based on characters or whatever from the Sandman series by Neil Gaiman, so okay. if that helps a little bit. Though there's not really any reference to anything anything else other than that.
1: Big thumbs up from you, then, Tim Lucifer. Yeah, very nice, very it's, nice. It's
0: definitely it's def- like I said, it's a like a police procedural for like a good chunk of it. So it is like one of those shows where you could just. Put it on and just continue doing whatever else you're doing, so
1: I think you mentioned having me it that on the background you wanted to move on to the Wire at some point
0: uh I might rewatch that, but oh, you've already about watched it, now, it
1: then okay
0: i i had I'd already seen that one in the past, but Gotcha,
1: got gotcha. you, got you.
0: was thinking about maybe rewatching it, but i I have some other shows I could uh jump on
1: man, you powered through a lot this week then,
0: yeah, I also had another show that I finished this week. go on uh so sometime i don't remember when it was but it was sometime last year maybe earlier this year i don't remember um i had been i decided to jump on the show veep oh okay an hbo show
1: julia louis dreyfus
0: am i getting her name yes okay yes yeah so she plays the um the vice president um at the start of the show, she's the vice president, and it's funny they have this running bit. It's a comedy show, mm-hmm. uh, a, ha- a half-hour comedy show, um, and they had this running bit throughout the whole first season, where she one they didn't they never showed the president, like her president at the time. So there's this running bit where she would come into her office every day and ask like, ask her secretary, "Is the." to the president call and they would always say no or whatever. And uh-huh. so like you get this feeling that pretty early on that she's basically in this position where she has like not much power and she's just like, she just feels completely like underused and everything. So like one of the things that happens pretty early on is that she just wants to be become president eventually. So that's look. Yeah. And so they set up, the, over the course of like, I don't remember when this happened, but over the course of a few, um, might have been a, a first few seasons, I forget, um, they eventually do something that would force the president to step down. Or they come up with reasons for why this president would step down. So he steps down and she takes over for, I think it was like eight months, a year or something like that. So not very long okay to finish to finish off his turn and so then once she becomes president she does whatever and then and then leaves president and she wants to get reelected for the following um election election I, th- okay. I think it was i think it was the 2020 election or 2016 election i forget which one is supposed to take place uh for that election but it was they did this whole historic event where it was like oh hey there's this election somehow it managed to end up in a tie and because it was a because it was a tie it has to go to the go through senate or congress
1: or something through a vote or something through congress oh man i'm trying to remember what the rule is with that because there is like a real life rule of what happens
0: Yeah, so everyone in her staff were just like trying to figure out and scrambling, like trying to figure out what this means, and so there, there's like all this stuff going on of just trying to get this election to happen. And I think I told you offline that um, this this series is very much like aware of our of the previous uh, administration. Yes, but it's also like. Um, I guess prophetic, I guess, is another way of saying it, but like... In what way? I think I was telling you about this, but um, there's a situation where uh, as I said, there was they're doing like um, and this um, the separate election bec- through the Congress or whatever, but prior to that, you know, they wanted they're doing the electoral college, but be- there was a tie there, so her campaign was like trying to get a recount
1: oh right
0: yeah so then there was a whole Uh-oh. deal with we want there to be a recount in i think it was nevada and so there was like some running so there was a joke where it was like hey we want this some of our staff were telling this crowd of people outside the re, like the recount facility like how they're chanting like count the votes or whatever and then oh no they found out They found like some of our other staff remotely found out, oh no, we want them to stop the count. So they, so these people, these staff people are just still chanting, count the vote. And then they find out, oh, they want it to stop. So it's like a lot of back and forth and that kind of thing.
1: Oh, and And, this this episode aired before the 2020 stuff? Oh, Oh, yeah. No.
0: I mean, this series ended in 2019.
1: Oh, I see. Okay.
0: Yeah. But it's funny because like this
1: it happened She's, yeah her,
0: yeah her that their entire staff is like it's not too different from like the trump administration and how incompetent and everything is everyone are, is or whatever
1: would you say that there are characters that very much are tongue-in-cheek wink at the camera like yes it's this real life person
0: Not, i mean not that i could tell okay but they're just—they're definitely like incompetent, but also not like, like their their goals were not the same. Like they were tr- still trying to do some good, but they're also they were okay with just cutting things just just for the, like for example, like if they had a bill that they're trying to pass, they were okay with cutting things, no problem. Like even if it did good good or whatever. So there's a lot of a lot of things like that because they're playing. They cared more about playing politics and beating power and that kind of thing so
1: how many seasons is uh veep uh six okay and you finished That's sh-
0: yeah, yeah i finished it this week because what happened was i started it in as i said i started it like earlier this year or late last year and for whatever reason i just stopped like i want to say like in the beginning of fourth season or something i think i just had like several other shows i was watching or something like that
1: oh so have you seen the finale then or wait a yeah, minute yeah so you have yeah you got,
0: got, got. yeah so i finally got around to picking it back up again recently and finally finished it
1: well how does it end
0: um she become. oh right she becomes elected president and like official election and every full election and everything um and then it kind of ends like takes place the ending is like here's what was it, like 30 40 years in the future she's dead and there this is her funeral and here's like some of the other characters that were around like one guy was uh her her vice president or something and another guy was like who who was started off as like just some random staff aide became president eventually too so it's just fu- it's just funny because her whole staff are just very incompetent and everything but it's also like a very it's a very vulgar comedy, too. So.
1: Oh, okay. And this was also on Netflix, then?
0: No, this was on HBO.
1: Ah, I see, I see. So thumbs up for Veep, then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely.
0: It, it took, like, uh, a couple episodes for it, to, for it to click for me. But, like, once I got into it, I got into it pretty quickly. So um, they have, like, as I said, everyone's kind of, like, It's very cutthroat sort of thing, like how all the characters are acting for the most part, with like a few exceptions. Um, One of the characters this guy who showed up a little bit later in the show uh, called Richard Splett. Um, He's played by Sam Richardson, I think his name is, um, who you would know if you saw that from that movie we watched the other day, uh, Uh... The Werewolves Within. He was the lead role in the movie Werewolves Within. And then he had also shown up in... um, uh, I think you should leave. As like a few characters. Oh
1: yeah, Sam... Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: So his character is very much just like this very... um, uh, It was was not too dissimilar from um, Werewolves Within where he was just like this very nice guy sort of guy. And he was just readily taken advantage of but like anytime someone would try to take advantage of him in the show Veep like it just didn't work out for, it ended up working out in his favor somehow so he ended up becoming president by the end of the show so yeah, just <laughs> I, through some just through some random luck so
1: man you've been watching a lot of stuff with, like by chance having uh, Sam Richardson in a lot of movies and TV stuff oh, yeah. you've been watching huh? yeah man you've I feel like this is a tough act to follow because you're you're topical. You're talking about recent TV series and recent games. I'm just here to say that I finished Resident Evil 3. It's funny because I knew I wanted to talk about... uh, Yes, I have officially finished the original Resident Evil 3. So prepare yourselves for spoilers of a game that's 20 plus years old at this point. I might be getting that a smidge off. But uh, I remember uh, last week I gave the update that Or I let it be known that I played the remake of Resident Evil 3 but never the OG Resident Evil 3. And as someone who has played a lot of Resident Evil games, I saw that as this blemish on my repertoire of being a Resident Evil fan. So I have finally powered through it, I have uh, ran away from Nemesis using the tank controls. And I can see why people hold Resident Evil 3 in such high reverence, because, like, at the time, Resident Evil 1 and 2, it's like, all right, this one takes place in a mansion, this one takes place in a police station, but now in Resident Evil 3, it's like, oh my, oh my goodness, dude, we're we're outside, we're in the city. It still follows the same rules, still follows the same cadence of, like, okay, you have to juke zombies, you're in this narrow, but, like, the fact that you're out walking the streets of the city, you're going... And you revisit the uh, police station from Resident Evil 2. I get why people at the time thought that was the best Resident Evil. And at the same time, having played the remake, I see why people have grievances with the remake. Tim, I think you mentioned it in our last episode where, you know, Resident Evil 2 remake, it got really high marks. And then Resident Evil 3 remake, good marks, but not quite there. And now I get it, because playing the OG version, I see that there are set pieces that they didn't put in the remake. Like, oh, okay. uh, there is the clock tower, which is cool in the in Resident Evil 3 uh, uh, original, but it's not there in the remake. Or I should say it's there, but it's just in the background of a boss fight. Uh, there's like a, a factory level that you don't see, in the the remake, and uh, there's a in in the re, in the remake, Carlos is the one that goes through the police station, whereas in the original, Jill is the one who goes through the police station. It's these really weird compromises that they made in the remake, that maybe, you know, I've I've heard people online talk about how it felt rushed. I've heard people yeah, talk... I'm
0: looking at I looked this up because I was I was curious about that too because I remember the remake came out. It was definitely before the pandemic. Uh Um, Oh, I guess it was like a year before. It was like January 2019, and then uh, for uh, remake for Resident Evil 2 remake, Mm -hmm. and then the third one that came out right at the start of the pandemic. So it was April 2020. So I could, I don't know if if it was the same team that put that out or if it was a separate team. But yeah, if it was the same team, I could definitely see why it felt rushed
1: yeah I don't you know I I don't want to speak uh, like as if I know what the development cycle was for Resident Evil 3 Remake but it does it does feel like there wasn't quite as much content as Resident Evil 2 Remake and by that same token there was compromises in terms of what they took from the original game that said I still like both games I'm still glad that uh, I finished original Resident Evil 3 I can mark it off the checklist and now the next step is to finish Code Veronica which is the uh, the second game that Claire is in and that's gonna be a fun one I'll get to uh, meet Steve Burnside or I, I think that's his name Steve Burnside or something and uh, I'm still powering through Resident Evil games Tim huh. Tim if you had was... to fight zombies would what kind of uh, weapon would you want to have?
0: Uh Something melee. Something melee? And something durable.
1: Something melee. What if I gave you a Dodge Charger? The same Uh, Dodge Charger used by Dominic Toretto, which leads to our next topic. You You know,
0: (laughs) it's funny you mentioned that because that's exactly what you would do in in the game Dead Rising.
1: Really? (laughs) You would use
0: cars. I mean, if you want to kill a lot of zombies, you would use a car to get that whatever achievement it was where it's like... Get kill like several thousands of zombies in that game.
1: Yeah, but I, anyway, I, I haven't played uh, Dead Rising. I'll have to. Look, I'll have to. Yeah. Look, I'll have to see at least the car <laughs> stuff. But yeah, that leads anyway, to our next topic, to which is you and I. We have watched F Nine, and for those of you who have not uh, watched F9, uh, Fast and Furious Nine, however, you want to. The official title is F Nine, right? I believe I'm I was getting that look right. Look that
0: up because I thought they
1: uh, Fast thought they was, Nine. Okay, gonna, Furious nine.
0: Oh right, right. F9 the fast saga. I think is the full oh, title. Oh my goodness. Well But a lot of a lot of the marketing just calls it F9 and that kind of thing.
1: Please prep for spoilers if you have not seen this movie yet, but yeah, Tim, we watched it. What are your thoughts? Um I think it's probably on par,
0: if not worse, than F eight. Okay. As far as like you know, judging it like as a as a movie or whatever like but you go and if you're watching f9 you've probably already seen the previous eight movies right you know if you're watching f9 you know what you're getting with the shenanigans yeah exactly and in, in that regard it's like it's totally fine like they just keep like upping the the stakes to some degree right Though I feel like this one it didn't do as good of a job. Like they're definitely upping the stakes from the previous one, but it didn't feel like it.
1: Well here's here's the thing, Tim, is that when I I've gotten to the point where when I watch a fast movie, I kinda turn off my brain. So when yeah, they exactly. when they start talking about stuff like, Oh, you know, John Cena's looking for you know, Jacob, Dom's brother, is they're trying to chase this orb thing and it has some significance I, I did not remember I, yeah, don't, exactly. I just don't remember what the significance. yeah and then there's the girl that Han's been watching over and she's tied to the orb thing all that was over my head I was there for the action sequences and the shooty shoot shoot and Han coming back like I cannot I, if you ask me to recite what the significance was of why everyone was chasing this one oh, item yeah. I, uh, exactly. I don't know I have no idea I was there for the meathead fights and and the shooty shoot shoot, and to that to that point, the movie matched my expectation expectations. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, and the as we as we watched that series like progress, you know, the natural like next step was they're gonna go to space, and of they course. did. Not everyone, but a couple of them did, and it was. For a little bit, not like for a large portion of the movie.
1: I mean we 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 already gave the spoiler warning. We can say that it's uh Roman and Tej. Yeah. Do you think going into space is the series jumping the shark? Or at this point has the shark already been jumped over through other the, the prior installments?
0: Um it depends on what you how you would define jumping the shark, because five six and seven were definitely much more over the top than like the previous four Mm -hmm. but they were still i i would say like five six and seven are probably like the best of the series of course like standalone action movies or whatever um but then eight kind of went just as over the top if not more but it didn't land as well i think so i would say if if any of them jumped the shark i would say eight as far as like uh, I guess just overall movie quality of that one just kind of went downhill or whatever, but it's it was still all over the top and just keeps going.
1: Eight was the one where they introduced uh, Charlize Theron, or was that seven? They're starting to blur together eight. at this point. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. I, I'm regularly questioning when certain things took place, but yeah, I think it was eight.
1: And then like Hobbs and Shaw happens somewhere between them.
0: But... I don't know when that takes place, but yeah. Okay. And I think that it might be after eight.
1: But yeah, for for the most part, I F nine matched my expectations. Cause uh you yeah. know, I had a buddy who made the comment that uh the fast movies are basically grown up power rangers. Like or power rangers huh. for grown ups. And to that extent, yeah. I you know what? If if you just turn off your brain and you accept these movies for what they are, it's yeah, enjoyable.
0: Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's just it's just dumb popcorn movie sort of thing.
1: Hans back baby. It's
0: funny it's funny to say that because like we we saw like all the marketing stuff for this movie like prior to the pandemic so it which felt like several years ago at this point but um I forgot that he came back in this movie not a previous movie. Yeah, cuz But they sh- they showed him in like trailers that oh he's back, which I don't know why they would do that, why they would spoil that in the trailers, but they did. Mm-hmm. And I thought that happened in like
1: eight or something. It's it's all a blur at this at yeah. this point. These the movies and the the teasers and all that. Yeah, yeah. But overall, I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed F Nine, and uh, you know, I don't quite see John Cena and Vin Diesel being brothers. That was kind of a reach. But hey, I'll uh, you know what? Again, I'm turning off my my brain for it. And Cena yeah, was fine. Exactly.
0: Yeah, Cena was fine. Mm-hmm. He didn't. He didn't like. I mean, I've I've seen him in like more comedic roles where he was definitely where he would definitely chew up the scene, but this one he was just more, um, I like guess straight, straight edge or whatever.
1: Yeah, or uh, he he played a, a more more like serious not, role. Yeah, this. not being the, he's uh...
0: he's definitely like he was not like, um, uh the Rock basically.
1: Now that being he's, said, like, how was... long do we see the Rock versus John Cena in this series?
0: Oh, I have no idea. Is it Who no, like we don't even know if he's if The Rock is even coming back?
1: Oh, he's got to. I, we'll I would see. think he has to. He's like a it's a staple of the series at this point. They gave him his own spinoff. Yeah, there's it's three cool. wrestlers in the series at this point: Cena, The Rock, and Roman Reigns. In his brief appearance in the Hobbs and Shaw, they all they all have to come together at some point and have a meathead fight. <laughs> That's what I'm signed up for. Yep. you know what's more thrilling than being in a dodge charger tim what's that paying off my first mortgage payment which leads to my next topic is that i paid off my i've made my first payment on my mortgage and that's the uh,
0: opposite of the final of a final thing or finishing something
1: yeah this is this is more so starting something i'm starting to chip away and uh <laughs> you know We we talk in this uh, podcast a lot about games we're playing, movies we're watching, but this is something more of like a let's let's say a a real life millennial Jeff lesson for the youngsters out there about like my experience renting versus owning, and I think something that I heard when I was younger was you know never never pay rent or try to avoid paying rent because you're you're Uh. just throwing away money that's money that you'll never get back and I, I that never seemed right to me because like tim if you type hypothetically say to me like hey I, I took an uber to to get to wherever i would say like w- why did you take an uber you're just throwing away money like yeah. buy buy a car like no it's not an apples to i throw away
0: app- money all the time for all kinds of things
1: yes like it's not an apples to apples comparison like when you yeah. take an Uber, you paid for a service or you paid for a thing. When you're paying exactly. rent, you're paying for a place to live. You know, it's not, it's not quote unquote money that's going in the trash or whatever. But that being said, people get caught up with the idea of building equity. And, you know, you know at some point, you know, you, you build up enough equity, you sell your home, you get your money back. So it's a discussion, not so, not so much about like whether money is getting thrown away, it's more so about like money that's not getting recovered, like hypothetically recovered. So when people say that, you know, renting is throw away- throwing away money, I consider that like toxic good advice. And when I say toxic good advice, it's like the core message is correct, but it doesn't tell the full story. And it pressures someone to feel like they have to make, they have to take action for something that they're not quite comfortable with. So hypothetically, Tim, if I say to you like, well, there's there's a, there's a girl I like, but, you know, uh, I'm afraid to ask her out. And you say, Jeff, you need to man up. That's, again, a, an example <laughs> of like toxic good advice in the sense that the core message is correct. Like you can't be afraid of rejection all your life. And rejection is something that you have to embrace and it can build character. But you're phrasing it in such a way that doesn't tell the full story and you're putting this pressure on someone to take action or to feel some way that they're not comfortable with. And that's why I get so tilted when I hear other people say like, you know, don't rent, you're throwing away money. As someone who is now a homeowner, I'm telling you right now, there is no shame in renting. All you youngsters out there, do not feel ashamed of yourself if you are currently renting. I rented. Uh, I got my first apartment in 2017. I got my second apartment uh, after that in 2018. I did not feel like I was wasting money at the time because at that time, I was not ready to buy a home. I had still about $14,000 of student loans. And at the, it would have been rough for me to purchase a home at that oh, time. Yeah, it yeah. would have been also like a smaller down payment. So I would have been, uh, you know... Uh, Paying longer, whatever yes. it is. And the idea that you're, quote unquote, throwing away money, that still kind of happens when you have a home like, you know, quote, you know, property taxes are money is money that's not building your equity. Uh, the HOA fees, which I have since I have a condo, is that's not going toward my equity. So don't fall for this meme phrase that you might hear from other people or anything like that. That renting is throwing away money. Do not feel ashamed if you take it from me, a new homeowner. I don't feel like I'm smarter or a, better than I was when I was renting. I like I like my space better, that's for sure. But otherwise, you know, do no shame in renting. That's the message I want to put out to all the youngsters yeah, out there.
0: There's also the the other side of this, and like equity aside, and that renting versus owning. It's it's two different things. Like generally, when you're own when you're owning you also um are the one responsible for maintenance upkeep all that kind of thing versus renting where you probably have like a landlord who's going to be who's responsible for that kind of thing too so um Mm -hmm. like if i have an appliance that goes bad i'm not the one who's responsible for it as a renter versus you owner owning you're the one who would be more responsible for that so it's like different things that you have to consider and that and is my, different pros and cons for each so
1: yeah yeah that is my uh, Jeff millennial become slowly becoming an old man advice for this episode no shame in renting buy purchase yeah, your I home think, when you're ready
0: yeah also also there's the the consideration that when you're um, renting it's a lot easier to um, to move around versus owning where you're... It's a little more permanent.
1: Oh, yeah. There's a career flexibility.
0: Yeah.
1: On the drop of a dime, if you're renting and you get a a job offer from across the country, yeah, just terminate your lease and go. Yeah. For me... It's a lot easier to do that. Yeah, for me, I can still do that. It just wouldn't be as graceful as terminating a lease.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So there you go, all you youngsters out there. Stay tuned for next week's life lesson talk from a millennial slowly becoming a grumpy old man your boy Jeff Tim do you know what my favorite thing is to do in my new condo what's that watch old clips of the 1990s Chicago Bulls which which leads to our next topic Tim I'm going to give you a a quiz here a pop and if you're listening from home you can play with me or you can play with us is that uh, Tim, you are from I know you're not a sports guy, but as a as a Chicagoan, you are probably aware of three basketball names from the 90s, that being Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and Dennis Rodman. Is that correct? Yes. So I will give you a quiz here and this took this game took place in the 1998 NBA Finals and the Chicago Bulls were playing the Utah Jazz for the NBA championship and they had a chance to win the championship this night in the United Center. And I will tell you the, the stats of three different players and you tell me who you think they are. Player one scored 30 points. Player two scored 28 points. And player three scored only six points but got 11 rebounds. Who do you think is who on this list? First of all, who do you think scored 30 points?
0: Uh, using just the, the same three? Yes. Um, 30, I would say
1: Michael Jordan. Okay. Who scored 28 points? Uh, Scotty Pippen. And who scored six points with the 11 rebounds? Dennis Rodman. All right. So those are good guesses, but also I kind of tricked you guys because it's actually Tony Kukoc, the newest Hall of Famer who scored the 30 points. Michael Jordan scored 28, and Scottie Pippen got the 6 points with the 11 rebounds. Dennis Rodman, uh, only 2 points this game. I think uh, he, was, he was in foul trouble for this one. I, I, I'm sorry I tripped you guys, but it, it leads to the, our next topic, that Tony Kukoc is now in the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame, and he's important to me because he when I was a Bulls fan growing up, I cheered for the guys who weren't getting a lot of recognition. So I cheered for, like, Luke Longley. I remember when they introduced Luke Longley, everyone in the United Center would yell, Luke! And I thought they were booing him, (laughs) and I got mad. And my mom had to explain to me, no, they're saying, Luke, I cheered for Ron Harper, I cheered for Tony Kukoc, Steve Kerr, Judd Bushler, all, like, the, the Bulls players who weren't getting, you know, the highlight reels and being in the headlines and all that. When I played NBA Jam on the Super Nintendo, I played Tony Kukoc and I'm going to give you guys a memory I have of uh, when I was at the United Center back in 2013, I went to a Bon Jovi concert and for those of you who've never been at the United Center, there's a bunch, a bunch of uh, Chicago Bulls stuff all over the, uh, the, the insides of the United Center, pictures and they have the, the championship trophies. And somewhere in one of the stairwells, I saw a picture of one of the Chicago Bulls championship parades. And they had the six trophies, right? Of course, you have to have Michael holding one of the trophies. Scotty Pippen was holding one of the trophies. Uh, Dennis Rodman holding one of the trophies. Uh, the coach Phil Jackson holding one of the trophies. And at the end of the line, Tony Kukoc was holding one of the trophies. And I remember there was a group of gentlemen walking ahead of me looking at this picture. like, And one of the guys said... Man, what did Kukoc do to get into this photo? And I felt so tilted that I felt like this, Where is the respect for the Croatian sensation, man? That's what I. Yeah, that's as, what. As someone who, I
0: yeah. mean, I remember watching some some games back then, but he was definitely not like an underutilized player. He was definitely a, a an actually great player. So yeah, he was not a scrub. Like my yeah.
1: my, I, I appreciate that. Uh, you know, they had this series last year, The Last Dance, that highlighted the 90s Bulls. I wish they would have shed more of a light on Kukoc, but at the same time, it kind of reaffirmed that I remember he him. He came in late, didn't he? Yeah, because he was uh, he was in playing European ball or something. He was in the second yeah. half of the three-peat. But like it, it reaffirmed that I recall him being a consistent player, and that every once in a while, Michael would have an off game or Scotty would have an off game. And meanwhile, here's Tony Kukoc scoring 25 points to, to help carry the team. So that I'm so glad that he's in, you know, the Basketball Hall of Fame now, just as, as me rooting for a guy who, or me rooting for the Bulls players who didn't get recognition back then, and also me remembering Kukoc as, you know, being an NBA Jam, and I would always pair him and Pippen together. I, I'm, I'm happy for our boy. Do you know what you know what uh, one of Tony Kukoc's nicknames was Tim? They called him the waiter. You know why? Cuz he's about yeah. to serve you Tim. He's about yeah. to serve you. Yeah, that's <laughs> I just wanted to speak on Tony Kukoc for a bit. Congrats to our boy from Yeah, I'm so it, how often do they add people to the Hall of Fame?
0: Oh, they to this Hall of Fame or they, whatever.
1: I don't know if it follows the same rules as baseball or something, but they have like five years after you, re- I think the rule is five years after you retire, you become eligible for being in the Hall of Fame. And I think there's like a voting process about who goes in, but I might be but wrong is it, about is that.
0: It, it's, it's not like one person every year or whatever, right? No,
1: no. They did like, okay. they might've done like 10 plus this year, 12, 10 or 12. Okay. So there's a group of individuals. So,
0: so yeah, I'm, kind of, I'm surprised that he, he wasn't already in there.
1: Yeah, it's Like, I think uh, some of those... The like, most... I feel
0: like the entire, like, 98... Or, like, that entire 90s team, Bulls, should, are well-deserving of being in the Hall of Fame.
1: We need to... Yeah, I'm, when's Luke Longley gonna get... We, for what he's <laughs> done for Australian basketball players, we gotta get Luke Longley next. But I digress. I think Luke Longley's gonna be a tougher sell. But yeah, man. Tony Kukoc, a pioneer for European players getting into uh, the NBA... And on that note, I, I can only hope that Tony Kukoc hears this and sends us an email because we have an email to read off, not from Tony Kukoc, but maybe someday.
0: I mean, he could be. He
1: could I mean, be. yeah, who knows, man. Yeah. <laughs> Tony Kukoc ends up becoming a fan, who knows.
0: Yeah, so if you would like to send us a question, comment, critique, etc., you can email us at garagelore at gmail.com. That's miragelore at gmail.com. And today we've got an email from a Lawrence.
1: Uh uh-huh. huh. Someone says, else with an L name?
0: Yeah, don't worry about it. Uh
1: huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh
0: What they say, what their email says is In episode three, you guys talked a lot about watching each other play a number of video games and mentioned how wrestlers got in trouble for having a Twitch account. So when are we going to get a garage Lord Twitch account? Twitch channel.
1: Well, Tim, Jeff? I think I think you might have already. You said to me you might have already made one. I think. Uh, yeah. I think we snagged the name. We just don't have anything on the Twitch channel yet.
0: Yeah, we haven't done any streaming or anything like that, but it's something we've talked about.
1: Yeah, yeah. At least uh, we we got the name, we got the username down, so a rando doesn't take it. Uh, I'm open to streaming. But my thing is, I don't think I personally would be a good or, you know, I, I don't think I'd be a good streamer. When I think about, like, the, the most popular streamers on Twitch, I think you have to have any combination of these three traits. You have to be either super skilled at the game you're playing, you have to be charism- charismatic, like in an, in an infectious way, charismatic, or you have and or you have to be super attractive. And that being said, I don't think I'm either of those three things. If I were to stream games, I think I would stream like Resident Evil or any combination of Resident Evil games. But I I don't play at the kind of level where these people are uh, finishing these games at like 40 minutes or 45 minutes. I saw, like we were talking about Resident Evil 3 earlier. I finished that game with a five-hour playtime. I looked at the speedrun world records. There are dudes finishing that game in like 45 minutes. I think the world record's something 40 something. So I'm not super skilled slash knowledge. like I can't tell you the strats of like dodge Nemesis this way or you can do this skip in Mario 64 to get to Bowser. <laughs> like so I when would be a very like press thing. And at the same time like I I don't think I'm super charismatic in an infectious way. I th- You know when I think of People who have emotion when they stream or on their YouTube channels, people who watch Super Smash Brothers trailers and they're yelling at their webcam. Like, Banjo Kazooie was a character I was super hyped for, but at, like, the peak of my reaction was, hey, there he is. <laughs> I didn't have like Jeff, an, an you, outburst.
0: Uh, you also have to understand that Twitch is a large platform. Oh, yeah. And there's like, there's a number of streamers that are, they're definitely not like the biggest streamers, but they have a, an audience. Um, I think you would be just fine as a streamer.
1: Have you well, ever tried you, it? thank you, Tim. Yeah, maybe we'll, we'll do a couple of streams and we'll see how, we'll see how toxic the chat gets. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Tim, what game would yeah, you I've, stream?
0: I've streamed a little bit here and there, um, in the past. And I, I still do every once in a while. Um, it's very sporadic. Um, I mostly just stream games that I'm playing, either something that, that I'm already in the middle of, or, um, like in the past I've streamed, uh, some of the Dark Souls games, because those are oh. some of my favorite games. Um, like for instance, I, I did, uh, so in Dark Souls, that's an RPG. One of the things you could do in that, um, is opt out of leveling up your character and so that's what i did i played through entire play through the entire game without leveling up so i was level one at the end so like there it's not just about like skill or charisma or anything like that it's just kind of just doing it and then you you kind of find your you kind of find your footing as well as like find your audience and everything just through doing it Mm -hmm. i think the biggest thing for like as i said like because i've it's very sporadic when i do it really it's just a matter of just being consistent of like keeping to a schedule that kind of thing Mm -hmm. and that's pretty much the advice i've heard from numerous streamers and people who do youtube and that kind of stuff
1: so to answer your question lawrence the uh the twitch channel exists there's just nothing on it right just yet we got the name before Orando took it
0: i i personally would be interested in doing it it's a matter of uh doing it and finding time to do it you know
1: mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely was that the only email for this week Tim uh,
0: I mean that isn't spam related, but yeah
1: that's, <laughs> yeah that's one, one, one so far day far when we sure. get a big spam folder we'll read them all off at once <laughs> but yeah if anyone <laughs> else yeah, maybe has maybe any emails garage lore at gmail dot com Tim do you have any closing thoughts before we uh, we put a bow on this episode uh not
0: really no i'm just gonna as i said at the beginning i'm probably just gonna keep playing some uh death and then maybe have something else to say about it next week
1: hell yeah brother and maybe next week i'll I'll have a a progress update in code veronica we'll see if i end up starting that but uh until next time thank you for listening fam we are uh well i'm tim he's or i'm tim (laughs) he's jeff Am I? uh, One of us is Tim, one of us is Jeff. Thank you for listening.
0: (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Tim, Jeff.